0: the touch of your lips dear but much more for the touch of your
1: whips dear
0: you can raise welts like nobody else as we dance to the masochism tango well just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water Tonight on the show, Manic Movie Monday welcomes Dean and Tim from one of my absolute favorite podcasts, Talking Back, and also two of my favorite Canadians. Um, It's hard. That list is long and and, uh, distinguished. So welcome, guys.
1: Thank you. Thank
2: you. Thank you. It's very nice to be here. here. Yep. Thanks for having us on Manic Movie Monday. Uh, Very excited. And... You invited us on for Jaws, a Jaws yes. movie. Yes, it's the a best. Jaws movie. You know us too well.
0: <laughs> I know. Well, it was so nice. That's kind of how I discovered you guys, to be honest. Was someone had mentioned it was probably 2 dollar late fee or it may have been pad, but one of those guys mentioned that you guys had done a Jaws 3 episode and that you were very complimentary, which is let's say bananas to hear. Because people <laughs> People will take a bath in their hate for that movie. Just bathe in the hatred, you know what I mean? And you guys were just so glowing and very much like, yes, this movie has its holes, and obviously, just like anything else, but there was a, a childlike wonder about that episode that I absolutely loved, and it made me like a, you know, fan for life, you know
2: <laughs> Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, Jaws Three fucking rules. That's yeah. it.
1: Woo! That's all, we love that. That's man. all there is
2: to it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely.
1: Come at us. We'll, yeah, we'll defend right.
2: it all day long. It's Absol- so much fun.
0: <laughs> it's so true. Now. It's so true. Um, still, still one of my most popular episodes is the Jaws three episode. I I yeah. mean that episode's recorded without a mic. I mean, there's no reason <laughs> for it to be a popular episode, but people love it. So all right. We are here to talk about jaws 2 however and uh first of all like what for just for our audience what is y'all's background with this movie dean why don't you go first as far as like your exposure to it and you know do you you remember where you were like how old you were when you first saw it or anything like that
1: yeah sure um jaws is the the whole sort of jaws franchise um is one that I did watch pretty young and it's because uh, Tim who's my older brother uh, loves it so he would he would have it on and I would sneak in and, and try to watch it and um, I was very afraid of horror movies when I was young when I was a kid um, but for some reason this one it just really intrigued me like and and specifically Jaws 2 maybe it's because you know it's, it, it''s there's a lot of kids in the movie maybe that's why it really interested me but this is the one I just really remember watching uh, more than any of the other ones. And uh, like three kind of scared me, but I was into it. One definitely scared me and, you know, it was a little bit more for adults. But this one was kind of right, right in my zone. Um, so I think I was probably like five or six when I first saw it. And it would have been sneaking in to watch it while Tim was watching it. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> those memories just stay with me. It's been it's been a fun one for me for years. Um, and I just, yeah, every time I revisit it, I kind of get thrown back to that, back to childhood and watching this, you know, sneaking in to watch this on the screen. Um, just absolutely love this one.
0: Wonderful. I love it. All right. So Tim, you're the older brother who exposed your younger brother to this movie.
2: (laughs) Yes. Well, uh, Aaron, I know we've talked before and I know we both kind of share this love and fascination for sharks in general. Yes. Um, just as, as a young boy, I used to go down to the darkest and creepiest place in our house in the basement, and I would just look at shark books, you know, the, the books where their mouths are wide open and it looks like they're swallowing you. And I just stare at them. And I was always just so fascinated with that. So um, our parents let me watch Jaws at a very young age, and I cried at the end when Jaws was killed. Uh, And that was like my whole introduction to Jaws. I just, I fell in love with it. I rarely did I know who to cheer for between Brody (laughs) and the shark. I was always so torn. But yeah, so just from there, I think Jaws 2 is probably the one I've seen the most because it came on TV. I recorded it on VHS and I watched it every weekend for who knows how long. Uh, That's probably where Dean remembers seeing it because it was always on Uh, But I I just wore that tape out. It was so much fun. Um, I think it's about as perfect a sequel that you can get for Jaws. Just, you know, the things that they, they decided to do. Like Spielberg didn't want to be a part of number two because he couldn't envision a sequel that wouldn't feel like a cheap ripoff. And I think it would have been really easy to go down that path of cheap ripoff. Just try to like, oh, the first one worked. Let's just do the same thing again and give them more. But that wouldn't have worked. So whereas, you know, Jaws 1 caters more to the adults, they come out with Jaws 2 and they sort of cater to a younger uh, demographic. And I think that's why it it hits so hard maybe for me and Dean at a young age because it does have that, you know, kids, you know, slash teenager element in it. And um, yeah, so just seen this movie a bunch, loved watching it on Saturday afternoon with, uh, you know, a trip to the candy store first. And I can I can I mean, I have a just a perfect picture in my head of me sitting in front of the little like 13 inch TV. You know, it didn't have a remote. You had to press the buttons and just watching this movie on a Saturday afternoon.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, I I do not remember when I saw Jaws one, but I definitely remember Jaws two. Like, I think you and I I think we're all in the same age bracket, at least. Um, And I remember being like, I don't know, probably five or six years old when I saw Jaws 2. And the thing that struck me, and I know we're going to get into this because we all share the same opinion, is that this movie is a straight up slasher film. Yeah. It is, it is 100% this like shark that is stalking its prey and taunting it and driving Roy Scheider bananas because he's just losing his shit all over. Um, you know, and also, like, I, one of the, the subplots of this film is basically, like, everybody hates Brody. Like, no, I mean, Brody, Brody cannot catch a break in this film at all. At all. I mean, it's like between the fact that, like, he's got, you know, he's he's got Len breathing down his neck. And also, there's a little bit of sexual tension with Len and Brody's wife.
2: Heck like, yeah, like a oh, little. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. he oh, checks like, he checks her ass out like right at the beginning. Yeah, right, right, right her, beside Brody. Right beside uh.
0: Brody, and then I think he says something like, "She's great" or whatever, and he's just yeah. like, "Yeah, I know." Like, yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, so so yeah, exactly. There's like that that's going on. Obviously, you know the uh the higher ups in the Amity government don't want him there. You know, I um, think he's pretty much past his prime at this point and don't want to listen and he's to ca- him.
2: He's causing a lot of problems.
0: He really For the is. tourist
2: industry. He is. Yes. Yeah. He is. Yeah.
0: Now, did you guys, did either of you guys read the source material, i.e. I- just the original Jaws, like the the Peter Benchley book that was associated with this?
1: I've never read it. Um, ah, okay. Tim, have you read it?
2: I did. Yeah, I read I read Jaws and Jaws too, the, the novels. Oh, see,
0: that's exciting because I never Ooh. I I mean, I know that they used to do this all the time where they would have the novelizations of these movies. You know, I think I had all of the novelizations of Friday the 13th. Um, nice. Oh, yeah. And uh and read them before I ever was allowed to watch the movie. I used to steal them from my older brother. <laughs> <laughs> but I never I never thought about having the Jaws 2 novelization. Is it pretty close to the movie as far as It was
2: it was pretty close. Yeah. One was a little bit uh more different. Oh yeah. More more changes in one. Um th- I think that's why I liked kind of that sexual tension in 2 because in in the original book um you know, uh, Richard Dreyfuss's character, like hooks up with Lorraine uh, Gary's character. Yeah. Uh, like they have an affair. So that was something that was left out of the movie, which is totally fine. I don't think that would have worked in the movie, but I think yeah. maybe they pull in, in the smallest way, they pull some of that into number two, just with that weird sexual tension. And yep. and I liked it because it felt sort of natural um, with that original book. So yeah but yeah two was two was very good. It was very, very close uh it was oh, a it was a much quicker read uh it's a sh- you know quite quite a short book so um yeah i'd I'd recommend checking it out. It's fun
0: awesome. oh, I have to get that. I totally have to get that. I'll put that on my my forty third birthday list that's coming up so um yeah, that's the one thing that my mom always makes reference to is she's always like, well you know in the novel, you know in the in the novel. Uh, mrs brody has sex with <laughs> has has sex with richard dreyfus and i was like well yeah. mom to its credit in the book the richard dreyfus character um matt hooper's character in the original novel is a like six foot two blonde robert redford type
2: right yeah hard to, to resist not
1: have sex with him he's not
0: <laughs> richard dreyfus no that's <laughs> richard dreyfus um but no So it kind of makes sense with that. Um, So in the movie, in part two, we're introduced to a ginormous cast of uh, kids, quote, um, 17, 18 year olds, of which most of these actors were in their 20s at the time. And what's interesting about this is that I was fascinated by... Each of these little characters' backstories, or at least what you could glean from it by watching it, um, it's, it's just interesting because you've got, like, Timmy, who's lived on the island his whole life, who clearly doesn't have, you know, way with the ladies. Um, you've got Junior Vaughn. Did you notice that they changed the name of his deputy, tw- like, in the first one? He has a different name. And in the second oh, really? one, yeah, he's still Hendrix, but his first name is different. Oh, OK. Yeah,
2: I didn't I didn't notice that. No, yeah. I did
1: not notice. So I, I
2: guess w- he changed his name. That's a right? Thing. He can do it's that, like, right. It's like
0: it's like because he's Jeff in part two and in one, I can't remember. I'd have to look it up, but maybe it's well, it might be Lenny, but I have to look it up. But like in the second one, um, when, you know, when uh, when Brody loses his job. Because let's be honest, he does shoot up a beach.
2: You can't go around up shooting beach. up beaches.
0: Can't you just just do can't that. do that. I mean, in the middle of whatever the hell that's going on. I don't know if it was it was just a it was just a day, but like you cannot <laughs> go around just shooting at the water.
1: You cannot. No.
2: With um, his, with his magical bullets, too, that with, he made yes. himself
0: right, right. I know poison I asked the, the poison bullets, the, the bullets <laughs> yeah. with the cyanide dipped in the you know,, and I'm yeah. like, oh my God, I love that
2: scene. that's a great yeah.
0: scene. And then when like the, there's like a you know, the door knock, and he just like takes them and like wraps them in a towel., I yeah,
2: like, I always get anxious at that scene because I don't know if the wax is dried yet. when he covers them right, yeah. up, I feel like maybe all his work went to waste because exactly. the, the
0: wax. it's like, yeah. is it ready? I don't yeah. does it have to. <laughs>
2: Go away. Yeah. I'm not ready yet. <laughs> Come back in five minutes. Does when it have dries. to
0: set? You know, I do. <laughs> yeah. I love how I love how Brody just walks around the um, the office with just like his shirt open. Just like doesn't give a oh, fuck. Yeah. Like, just yeah. like, whatever. I'm the chief of police.
2: Yeah, yeah. I love he's so I love good in this, this movie. Oh, go ahead, Dean.
1: I just love what this movie's done with him, with his character, because like turning it, turning it into sort of a slasher type movie. You have like your main character who went through the trauma of the first movie, just paranoid that it's going to keep coming back, which is like what slashers are. If you got that same character, they're always paranoid that it's going to that that slasher is going to come back and they are never listened to. You know, it's like it's always going to be I, I told you so moment. So I love that they did that with Brody. I love that he has this everyone, you know, he's, he's kind of to everyone else. He's kind of losing his mind. Right. But to him, he's like, no, there's a shark out there. I know there yeah,
2: he It's got PTSD for sure.
0: Totally. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. And when he looks at the photo and he's just like, you know, look at the eyes, the mouth, the outline, yeah. you know. And then Bad Hat Harry is just like, seaweed? You know. And yeah. it's like, no. No, Harry. It's <laughs> nope. not seaweed. Lens my yeah, ass. Roy,
2: Roy, Roy Scheider, just like, he leaned into the role so well. Um, and this was a guy who wanted out of the Jaws franchise. Yes. And he was signed up for like three movies in Jaws and he agreed to do, too, if they just wouldn't ask him to do any more. yeah. Um, but he yeah. puts in such a great performance. Like, you can just feel yeah. all of the emotion that's, you know, going on with him. Uh, I really, really appreciate his performance in number two. Um, I think it might even be better than number one. Yes. And his tan is just off the hook. It's, oh, it's his so tan nice is his amazing.
0: Tan. I know. I was saying that to my mom. I'm like, people in New England don't really have that. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You
2: know,
0: like, I come from a Spanish family where half of us are like all like super tan and then I have like my dad's Irish skin. So it's unfair.
1: It's yeah. completely unfair. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah he I feel truly like his performance in two is my favorite. I I really yeah. feel yeah. that he the scene where he just you know goes ballistic uh at the town hall. You know, it's just so Which good. Great. Oh, god. It's he's just... he's
2: leveled up in number 2. That's the yes. thing like he's been through all the experiences and he's got he's got that with him now and he doesn't have to, you know, he's not like afraid of the water and he's not like uncertain on boats and uncertain about sharks. He's learned all that and they do a good job of just starting him there in the second movie not backing up and being like, okay, here are some of the things he needs to get over again. He's already over those things. And he's this new character who's kind of like ready to not take any shit from any sharks.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. Need, you need Richard Dreyfus and Robert Shaw in the first one because he's not, you know, fully formed yet. You know, he's kind of afraid of everything. So you need them there by his side. It really works with the three of them. It's absolutely great. In a sequel like this, I don't think you need them. I think it because he's sort of he's the one that's got the experience now, he's fine. He can go out there. I like that he makes, you know, he makes the call to Hooper, but you know, Hooper's not around. So I like that <laughs> yeah. he has to deal with it himself. Um it's uh yeah, I, I I really like what they do with his character.
0: Yeah. Hooper is floating is sailing away yes. on the Aurora somewhere in the yeah. Antarctic. <laughs> Not able to get in touch in the next like you. six months. Yeah, I can't yeah. call you. Back. I lo- can't get them. I the love phone.
2: that they. I love that they give a nod to that though, right? Mm-hmm. Because for anybody wondering yeah. why wouldn't Hooper come back, it's just for a sure. one-liner. Makes yeah. sense. You know, you kind of include him in that way, but then you don't have to worry about him.
1: Yeah,
0: it is. It's perfect like that. It, it really. I feel like everyone sort of comes into their own now. I. I make no bones about this, and I know I am the, you know, voice of dissent in this, in this, in this group (laughs) right here, but I am not the biggest Lorraine Gary fan in the world.
2: Okay, Um, that's fine. uh, That's fair. Yeah. I
0: just, I guess I feel like there's a certain amount of, you know, I was fucking the producer (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) because Sid Sheinberg, or not even the producer, he was the head of, what was, was he the head of Universal?
2: I think, I
0: think something so. like that. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. He's the head
2: yeah. of the studio. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> like, like That's how she got the job. I
0: mean, so she's not, she's, she's not my favorite character in the whole wide world. In fact, actually I will say this. I feel like she is better in four than she is in one and two.
2: So she gets her, like her moment to shine in four. It's more about her and her character. Yeah. So I could, I could accept that. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not going to agree with that. I, I think I do like her better. <laughs> team <think> <laughs>
1: hates her in four. I think we. I have love it this. No, four.
0: This is so perfect. Like, cause I don't, there's very little that I like about four. I mean, very little, like Lance guest is up here and, yeah.
2: uh, there's a shark. There's a shark in it.
0: There's a shark in it
2: great underwater photography in that one yeah
0: oh and mario van peebles
2: oh yeah you you can't
0: not love mario van peebles in anything and i love that he ad-libbed most of his lines that's fabulous you know right but uh that's where it ends (laughs) like that's that's totally where it ends i feel like they're a good couple in the horror world you know a good like older couple you know
1: yeah
2: Um, they're they're always so horny yeah
1: Yeah. they just always want to have sex i love that they're the ones that left the party at the beginning there's like all (laughs) these teenagers they're all dancing they're all talking about like who they want to take out and and then it's the older couple that's the one that leaves to go fool around yeah Yeah. it's
0: like come on let's get out of here oh my them those horny those those horny brodies Um, so yeah we're introduced to the kids and we've got oh man um I remember growing up, the only one that I really recognized as a kid was Keith Gordon. Okay. Because he was in Christine yeah. and Legend of Billie Jean, which is like one of my all-time favorite 80s movies. And, um, and then he's in, uh, God. what else was, oh, and Back to School. But then he became this really prolific TV director.
1: Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I, I uh, just recently watched Christine. And Keith Gordon is so good. He's so good in Christine. So when uh Psycho. When I, one of those moments where like <laughs> I didn't know who he was when I watched Jaws 2 so many times. And then this time throwing it on, I was like, whoa, he's he's so far down the cast list and like, he's awesome. There and he is. He's great in this movie.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He's he he's a really he's a really cool dude in real life and stuff. And I believe when I purchased the Jaws two DVD originally, um, he was the one doing all of the behind the scenes like he was the one doing commentaries and behind the scenes and vignettes and all of that kind of stuff so it was really cool Cool. to see somebody who was that involved in the in you know in in the new process because a lot of people will do these movies (laughs) looking at you Dennis Quaid and will not do (laughs) commentaries behind the scenes they won't talk about it they put it down whatever and so it was nice to see him do that and step up. I think it's cool.
1: Yeah, that, that is cool. Sure. Yeah, you know, I might um, have that same DVD copy because uh, yeah. that's what I was. That's what I was looking at. I was like, "Wow, <laughs> Keith Gordon does all the stuff on here." Oh, that's cool. great.
0: Oh, like Keith Gordon really get in He's and like do it.
1: Twelfth build. He yeah, the- right. <laughs> and he does
0: all the things. It's crazy. Um, Donna Wilkes. So as um as as Jackie, poor Jackie. Oh, I literally wrote Jackie shut up three times in my notes
1: and it wasn't
0: and it wasn't because I was mad at her. It was just like, oh, I got to remember the Jackie shut up. (laughs)
2: Yes.
0: (laughs) And it was but uh, but poor Donna Wilk. So there's the first part, obviously, where she's but where she when she actually starts to freak out and then Larry starts yelling at her. Do you know why she starts freaking out?
2: I don't think so. So by the shark.
0: No, originally, um, the character of Bob, the one with the hat, dies.
1: Oh. And she oh.
0: witnesses it. Okay. And so she's freaking out because she's like, I'm gonna happen again. Like she's freaking out because of she had just seen Bob die. Okay. But then they decided that they were gonna bring Bob back and not make reference to it. So she just ends up looking like she's just loony.
2: Just can't yeah. handle it. Yeah, just
0: can't handle it at yeah. all. Yeah. Um, I think that's a
2: good call not to kill Bob, though.
0: Yeah, I love yeah. Bob. Bob was yeah. great. Oh my god, the um, he's a bit too innocent. Uh I know he's so cute, and him and God, I thought they were gonna kill Larry off. To be honest, that,
2: that would have been cool. <laughs> I've been okay with that.
0: <laughs> he was awful. Oh my god. Oh
2: yeah, just yeah. like his father, though. I love that they right. made him that that way. It's just right. it makes so much sense. It's it's fun. Yeah.
0: Apple. Tree fall, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he's just, uh, you know, especially because he ad libbed that line to Donna Wilkes, or well, actually, to Bob about Donna Wilkes' wishes. She's got tits like a sparrow,
1: right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. jerk. And then he's, and then he's jerk. the one that's like trying to date
2: her. Really. Of course, <laughs> yeah.
1: I of thought course. for sure he was going down, but I think that connection with his dad, like knowing who his dad was, I think meant that we couldn't have him die in this movie because then it would be like too sad for you know we'd have that connection right anyone who died we didn't really know much about them you know we didn't really have no any sort of, any sort of connection to them so uh, once i kind of realized that i was like oh he might not die
0: yeah yeah
2: i think you could kill him though because like just to finally drive home the point to yeah his dad the mayor that like you can't just you know continue on with all this tourism as people are dying
1: for sure yeah Yeah, which
0: would have made sense. Too
1: much sorrow for this movie, you know. It's like it it might be a little too heavy. But I maybe maybe yeah, I I would have I would have liked to see it.
0: (laughs) There was a lot more. That's interesting. You should mention that there was a lot more emotional connection to the characters that die, um, as opposed to one. I believe because, like, you know, one. Yeah, obviously we've got. uh, I mean, obviously, we've got Alex, and we know that that's horrifying because he's a six-year-old boy. Um, but, like, in two, you know, like, when the water skiers die, remember, like, the the old lady who's sitting on her porch? She's devastated by that. Yeah, yeah. You know? And, um, and when Marge dies, oh, dear. Let's talk about that. Okay. So arguably one of the most upsetting deaths in movie history. Um, For sure. It really is. It absolutely is because Marge is, you know, she's, you know that she's kind of stepped up as far as Sean is concerned. You know, she's like, you know, oh, he can ride with me and, you know, like, just very kind of up type of a character. Although, so, question, because you guys have probably seen it maybe a little bit more than I have, but is Marge featured at the bar in anywhere? And did I miss it? Because it almost seems like she just kind of appears on the dock like, hey, I am yeah, I nautical. She,
2: I don't think she's featured at all. I think she's just kind of part of the group when they go out for like the the, the, the main final. sale, the, the final sale at the yeah. end. Okay. Maybe She's around in one of the earlier scenes, just around. I don't even remember seeing her, though. But, yeah, I mean, her death is my number one Jaws death for sure. Yes. And yeah. Yeah, I, I like that you took it even further than that. Just one of the, you know, hardest uh, deaths in, in any, like, slasher film. Uh, it's just, it's incredible that we could be saying that and have so little out of her character. Because yeah. she maybe has, like, a couple lines. But That's it's it. just, it's what the movie builds up for us. Um, this is one of the great choices that I think they made was to have younger brother, Sean go out with the older kids, because, um, not only are we afraid for him being this young kid who, who can't really fend for himself, but the teenagers also have to take on a parental role in that situation, right? It's not just about them anymore. They all kind of have to turn their focus to Sean and it just added such intensity to that scene um To all those kind of final sailing scenes that everybody's just worried about little Sean. And then, yeah, he, you know, he just about gets eaten. Mm. But Marge is able to kind of like give her life to save him. Yeah. Super powerful, super painful. Uh, uh, great, great moment.
1: Yeah. yeah and, and great that they carried it on even because, you know, because Sean saw it happen right in front of him. Um, it's pretty it's pretty good there carrying on forward that he would just not want to move. You know, he'd be so afraid he couldn't even talk to anyone. He can't even move. He can't even grab a rope. Like, I get it. I completely understand watching that. It happened right in front of him. Of course, he's not going to move. Like, I-, I just loved it. I love that use.
0: Yeah, and there's something very upsetting in your stomach about how she reaches. Like, she she's trying to get up on the boat and she literally says, I can't get up.
2: Yeah, and because yeah. how
0: many times have you slipped or ha- how many times in your life have you tried to get up on something and you can't get up on it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so for her to just be like, you know, somebody help me. I can't get up. And then and then and, and then this giant shark just devours her from under. Yeah, it's yeah. just oh, my God. And they, they gave
2: us something like that in Jaws one. Where there is that guy who falls off the dock and it's a very similar thing where he's trying to climb up and you're like, oh no, he's going to get eaten, but he does make it up onto the dock. He doesn't get killed. So I feel like they take that moment and they play with it a little bit here Mm. and they give you enough time to make you think she's going to be okay. This is another one of these moments where it's going to come down to the last second. She's going to get on the boat and it'll be okay. And that's not the case.
0: Wow, I love that. I love that parallel i didn't even i I didn't even think about that. Yeah, the two guys who were taking their holiday roast yeah. <laughs> to try to catch yeah. the shark, yeah.
2: yeah just about got him yeah. like, oh, that, that is
1: what I love about this movie is that it knows what Jaws was and it knows it's not Jaws you know it it knows that um that there was things in that movie that we're going to expect to see because you know we've seen we've seen Jaws, so what they're going to do with Jaws Two is. Like we didn't see the shark a lot in in, in Jaws. And then in Jaws 2, they like jump scare us with the shark. You know, we see a lot of the shark and just like coming out of, you know, kind of coming out of nowhere to give us jump scares. So I like I like sort of the difference in in, in, it is it has to Jaws, but also like sort of the awareness of what Jaws was and what people are going to expect and then a little bit shifting it a bit to be sort of its own movie.
0: Yes, I like that. I feel like Jaws 2 is more of a character study in a lot of ways.
2: Whereas,
0: yeah, whereas I feel like Jaws 1 is is kind of a straight up it's a straight up action film in a lot of ways. But like, I feel like Jaws 2 is more like there's just there's just more focus on the characters and their lives. And and I kind of think it's, that.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's that, it's that great call just to kind of switch up, you know, everything about the movie, uh, because we all know how well it worked in Jaws 1 to save the shark until the third act. Um, you know, very, very powerful, just not to see it until that time. But then we do see it for quite a bit of the movie. So for them to try that again would have been a miss because all the the mystery around the shark has already unfolded in number one. So I like that. They just come out of the gates. They're like, you already know about the shark. You know about that mystery. Here he is. He's just, uh, you know, killing things as quickly as possible because we don't need to kind of like slowly ramp it up. You already know about it.
0: Mm. Yeah. Exactly. And I feel like moving the location also to Florida, even though it doesn't say Florida, it says Amity. um, But it gives it a completely different look also uh, to it than it did in the first one. Um, And I looked amazing.
2: Yeah. 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 This whole movie, just the decisions of like where to point the camera and oh, man, the uh, art direction, the cinematography. It's a gorgeous looking movie.
0: Absolutely. I totally agree with you on that. And I feel like this one, because you can tell that Carl Gottlieb definitely got his licks in with the screenplay because you can tell there's a lot of little comedy bits in it. You know, like, take the old man in the sea with you. You know, that's one of my favorite lines.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Or um, Or that poor old man who is talking to Brody about I don't even know. I don't even understand this conversation. But she's like, Grace Kinney, Grace Kenny is dancing. She's dancing around in her towel. She's teasing him. And yeah. I'm like, I'm sure your grandson is totally fine.
2: Yeah. I'm, yeah. Pretty sure the grandson didn't send him out to say that.
0: Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's like yeah. what I just said, like
1: at that point, I was like, what is Brody's job? <laughs> Why is this yeah. guy coming to tell him this?
0: Everything. It reminds me of like watching. I just started watching Northern Exposure with my mom. Oh and nice. And because it is such a small town in in Alaska, you know, it's like, there is no coroner. You're the coroner.
2: (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: It's like, no, there's no, no, you don't understand. You are all of these things, right? Yeah. So it reminds me, because, yeah, Brody is just like, I mean, you've got that happening you know people are trying to talk to him he's just like i don't want to talk to any of you you know i got a 908 you know what's a 908 yeah. It means get me out of there <laughs> yeah.
2: <Right. Great> line.
0: <laughs> um then you have the ill-fated couple of eddie and tina um which so here's the thing about eddie and tina i think tina's an awesome character Eddie annoys me, so when Eddie dies, I feel upset for Tina because I feel, but I felt more upset when Marge died, obviously, Um, mm-hmm. and it would have felt more of a, like, when Eddie dies, I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that being said, his death scene is gruesome.
1: Yeah. yeah. Just that being, like, kind of shoved through the water into the side of the boat and then, like, mm-hmm. hearing it bang, it's just... Uh- uh, a lot yeah, it is it's it is traumatic, I mean, um, he's I, trying to
0: swim, he's trying know? to swim there, um, yeah,
1: oh, he's like swimming right into the shark's mouth, like and she's like he's she's just, like, just going swim faster, swim, swim, and he's just swimming right for the shark. he's trying shark and is and is way thing, too fast,
0: just like, and the, I've always imagined that the shark basically got him from the from the bottom yeah. and then just rammed the boat with yeah. him in his mouth, and then thud. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, for sure just, yeah. I, I definitely
2: like how much the shark is ramming boats in this movie. Yes, it just it a lot of not boat ramming. Care. You know, just yes. smash into a boat. It'll bite a boat. It doesn't matter. Yes.
1: it's so destructive. Like one of my one of my favorite yeah. parts is um, Brody sets up like a, a line to to kind of tow tow the kids to shore, and the shark just bites yeah. it. He just, just, just like, literally,
0: nope. he's just like trying yeah. to like cr- do the crank right, and then all of a sudden <laughs> it just jumps out, and it's
1: he's like, bite. Yeah, Nope. Uh, not today. Uh, these, yeah, these try harder. Are mine. <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Well, speak speaking of jump scares, um, that helicopter, like terrifying. Yeah. That terrified music kid. My God! And I guess apparently he was a real helicopter instructor.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. You know, so they hired him because, yeah, you know, because he could do the he could do the helicopter stunt. You know. I
2: don't and, know if it's because I I watched this movie so much um as a kid like more than the other ones but this movie has more of the most terrifying moments out of the jaws movies for me. Yes. Like yeah. one, one has a couple, one or two, 3 has one or two. This one had the most for me. This was definitely one of them. Um I don't know I don't know what it is. There's there's a deleted scene like an uncut scene of, of this particular sequence that makes it longer, makes it maybe 30 or 40 seconds longer. I feel like I saw that when I was a kid. I feel like that was one of the versions that they threw on TV because I remember this scene going on for a lot longer than it does now in the DVD, and it was just terrifying. That guy being stuck in that little glass pod, and you can see everything that's happening, and he's trying to get out. That was terrifying, just a terrifying scene.
1: Yeah, I think even what, what makes it... um even better and more you know more scary is that they had sort of the heroic moment first like he did land instead of just like having the shark take the helicopter right when it lands he does land he does get out everybody's happy they like throw a rope to him they throw the rope and then they cheer (laughs) they cheer because it's a great side everyone's happy yes we're being (laughs) saved roll the credits movies over. movies Um, over then he you know then he gets attacked and pulled under it just makes it yeah, it, it just makes it that much more meaningful and, and that much more intense. The entire scene is uh, as soon as that helicopter starts getting pulled down and it's going down. It is. Yeah, it's an intense scene. I love it's
0: a it. great scene. It really is a great scene. But that's funny that you said that, Tim, because my recollection of that scene is exactly yours, which is that okay. he gets eaten after like that. It's not just like the helicopter goes down. It's like, yeah. no, no, no. He gets eaten. And I. Like I said, I don't know if it's like a Mandela effect type situation, but I feel like we have I feel like we've seen the same TV movie, so to speak. I TV think yeah, I think they it. must
2: have aired it with that with that footage before.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There, There's a there's a lot of gore in this film In con, like for a PG rated film. This is a PG rated, you know, action horror or whatever you want to call it. But there's a lot of I mean, dude. There's a there's a charred corpse on a beach. Um there's that poor half-eaten whale? Yeah,
2: you know? that looked great. Yeah. That was great.
0: I know. Okay.
2: Yeah. Just even rewatching it just, you know, to talk about it on on the podcast here. Man, that thing looks great.
0: Oh. Yeah. Still. 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 Like Still. The, the, it looks real. The stuff, the effects of this film. Hold up. Completely. This movie oh, holds up. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um but yeah, I feel like when they introduce the um the sh- the shark expert or I, or or the whatever she is. What? OK, so question. I know she's a scientist of some kind, but is Elkins from like Woods Hole? Like where is she? <laughs> What's do, how did they know to call her in? Like, where, like, did, do you do you do we did anything ever explained about this?
2: I don't think so, but I get the feeling like it's sort of like this is Hooper's replacement. You know, like they called Mm. in the first one. They called they called in like the the heavy guns because they need help. I feel like that's what happened again here. They just need someone to come and check it out. And yeah, she was a bit rude.
0: Oh, she's totally a bitch. Oh, my (laughs) God. Oh, she's awful. She's just like, no. Uh, We
2: don't know it was a shark. We don't know. (laughs) That's what we're okay. here to find out, but we don't it know. And be. then she, it and could, then she yeah, corrects be. him
0: <laughs> because he goes, he goes, you know, a great white shark, and he is, she goes, a caucarete and caucareus. <laughs>
2: yeah, right. Yeah, okay. <laughs> like, Get okay, out of here, snobby <laughs> And he's yeah. like, yeah,
0: yeah, right. Yeah, that's yeah.
1: what I meant. You knew that, that's what I meant. And,
2: and, well, I blew one up before. That's how I know about them. So, <laughs> right. how many have you blown up?
0: <laughs> exactly. And she even fucking co-signs it. Like she says, it's either like she literally says, it's either a shark or another killer. Yeah. Whale, because that's how she pronounced yeah. it. Whale. whale. <laughs> yeah.
1: She's she, like, Well, I, I really like to know because there's a big difference between the two of those <laughs> <right>. things. <laughs> so maybe if you girl. could do your job and figure it out.
2: There's no way to tell. The thing's been floating for a couple of days. No things right. have been nibbling at it, you yeah. know. Every, Who knows?
0: Little nibbler in the sea is taking a bite. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Right? It could
2: have it could have just started with a nibble and then it just <laughs> got bigger and bigger and bigger.
0: Ah, goodness gracious. And um we also have Lucy and Patrick. That's the other couple that like no one talks about. Um, um, Lucy is the one who I always this was one of those scenes that always used to make me cringe just because, you know, just skin stuff. But is where she falls into the water and the shark brushes her because the shark's mm-hmm. skin is is sandpaper, basically. And yeah. just takes a layer right off her belly.
1: Yeah, it always just yeah, like ah,
0: you know, and and then she's the one who prays.
1: Yeah, you. Mm-hmm. She's yeah, the one like, who's
0: seen praying.
1: I like yeah. her a lot. Um, I like the scene when she falls in the water because at that point, I'm definitely thinking she's gonna get eaten. You know, because like things have happened up to that point. So she, her falling in the water, shark coming right for, her, she's done. And then yeah, you get this sort of neat. It just goes right past her, you know. Just, just not even yep. interested in her. Just swims right past her. But she does get that that graze in the water. And uh, yeah, I, I like I like her character a lot. I think she's also good at sort of the uh, the freaking out moments.
0: She's good. Yeah, she's a little bit more subdued than Donna Wilkes. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie.
1: Oh, for sure, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> in a different way, you know. She's like it's sort of taking. Uh, she she's taking what's going on in, in sort of a different way.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Well, you know, so you see something like like Donna Wilkes goes on to do. She did Angel, which is the high school honors student by day, hooker by night movie. And she's so understated in that, you know, she doesn't really have any like horrible freak out moments in that movie. So I I guess after Jaws 2, she was like, I don't I just want to keep it chill. You know, Um, I'm sure more than a few people have said, Jackie, shut up to her at conventions. No people, are, people are assholes, and they will do yeah. things like that.
1: You know. Uh,
0: um. Let's see. Okay. I like that. I. Uh, that's the other thing I like about this movie, though, is that even though Jackie's response is, you know, cringeworthy, um, I like the visceral responses of people in this film.
2: Yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah, I really, I, I really like. Um. You know, I think Tina's really good. You know, oh, I think that, that having that. Yes sort of again her boyfriend death right in front of her and it's a it's a gruesome death i like that she's just hiding you know curled up in a ball hiding in the boat they don't even see her at first they just kind of hear Mm -hmm. her you know sort of whimpering um i think that that is that that's just what would happen you know like she saw it right in front of her face i just I, i like her reaction i love her reaction in this in this moment and she was like tina's so fun she's so fun the entire movie um, she's always run around, you know, just try, just wants to go out and just have a good time, right? So to see her, you know, the opposite, to see her just like totally hidden in the boat and just like in the corner, doesn't know what to do, just wants to hide there, um, is is excellent.
0: Yeah, it's 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 almost like YouTube's Miss Mojo is missing out on like top five upsetting moments of Jaws two. <laughs> you know?
2: Yeah, like we exactly. no, we've got
0: them right here, you know, they're all you, there. You? Yeah, just that. Uh, you know? <laughs> poor helicopter pilot guy um, um i i do love the way that it's shot i i think that that is a testament to um is it jeanot is that the the director yeah,
2: the, yeah i don't I, know how to pronounce his last name okay
0: thank you thank Swork you work
2: or something but...
0: Swork. i don't know i was it's french there I... so how,
2: however I'm... we pronounce it it's going to be wrong because it's french mm-hmm. it's probably like or yeah
0: something totally different um i like yeah. I like uh the comedy too, like with like Andy Andy's a really funny character, and Andy has this like character arc, right? because he starts off as just this sort of like goofy, almost kind of lazy kind of dude, you know, um, and then by the end of the movie, he's like taken charge, you know, yeah. he's the one who tells Sean, he's yeah. like, Sean. You don't catch this rope. I'm going to break your ass, you know. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> That's why this movie works so good. It's because they yeah. take the time to build the characters of these teenagers and you care about them at the end. Um, you know, even before the end, you're you're caring about them, but if you think about a lot of slasher films, yeah, there's a group of teenagers, you don't really start caring until maybe the last or the second last person because they've been in the movie for so long. The first few people that get killed, you're just expecting it. You don't care. That wasn't the case in this one. You really feel for these kids the whole way. And to even lose any of them is painful. And it's because of the development they gave them in the buildup. And I love, you know, just a, a couple more things about them that I love. I love that their boats are little, little sailboats and little tiny catamarans because that's nothing to the shark. So there's no feeling of being safe on those boats where, you know, if you had a larger boat, you might feel okay. But it, they're very small. We've already seen that the shark doesn't give a shit about a boat. It's going to eat it or smash it. So they may as well just be swimming in the water. It doesn't matter. And I also love how they kind of like paired them off into groups. I thought that was a lot of fun. And yeah, that makes a lot of sense because, you know, you wouldn't be alone in a boat. But I think if you don't consider it, maybe you can take it for granted that there's, you know, two or three of them on a boat and they're, they're kind of individual units. And, you know, now you're fearing for that unit uh, getting attacked. Um, there, There was just something there that really worked for me that I always something kind of unspoken, but just really works well in the movie.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think in in slasher movies, for me, you're either like cheering for the slasher because you dislike the group of kids or you're cheering for the kids. Because they, they've they won you over. You know, the movie has has won you over. And this was definitely one of those where I was cheering for the kids to get out of this. I did not want them to get eaten by the shark. So when it gets to a point where they have their, like, little small boats and they've they've all kind of capsized, they, like, tie them together with ropes. And now they're all kind of on this floating boat island. And I thought this was just a great idea to keep them all together. Like, that's just another thing where it's like they're all friends. They're all they they're out there and they want to you know survive together and they just put their boats together and now they're kind of on this you know this floating island i just it really really worked for me i was definitely on board with the with the kids in this one
0: yeah even even like bob and larry's relationship which is just you know goofy and stuff like that and gets a little adversarial because larry's yeah. gonna like are you are uh, like, like you know. gonna beat him up or whatever um <laughs> is is still like they care about each other. And I feel like these characters genuinely care for one another. And I, I feel like that's not something that you normally see in slasher films. I, I feel like some stuff is, you know, I, I feel like we get the, you know, I care about you only if I'm sleeping with you.
1: Yeah. You know, like yeah.
0: couples, couples care about each yeah. other in, in slasher films. It's sad, you know, like if you think something like My Bloody Valentine, which is my favorite slasher film of all time. um. You know, when, when Hollis dies, you know, and, and she's just fucking beside herself and grief and cannot, cannot bring herself to leave his body. You know, you get that. You're like, yes, absolutely. Like it's a, it's a visceral reaction to losing your partner. Um, with this movie? It's like, it's more about their friendships. And like when people pass on, I mean, they're, they're genuinely affected by this. It's this the acting in this, the performances in this really are um underrated.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think in in slashers you need to have those jokes, you know, you know, the the kids are always joking at each other and then that usually comes off as they don't like each other. But in this movie like you do feel like they're still kind of joking with each other and picking on each other, but they're still this tight group of kids. So I don't I don't feel when those lines are being said that it's like they don't like each other i just right. feel like they they're so comfortable with each other that they're saying these types of things
0: exactly mm-hmm. you you get kind of the idea that a lot of these kids have grown up together on that
1: island yes for sure yeah yeah
0: you know i mean because you talk about like you know like timmy even says like i you know i i'm, I'm on this island and i've i've I lived on this island my whole life my parents are from here you know and how that's kind of like look down upon, right? You know, um, yeah. and there's some people who are visiting. Obviously, Jackie is cousin is is um Brooke's cousin, and she's visiting, but everybody else is pretty solidified as far as you know. Larry, you know, everyone's pretty solidified as far as like that's where they live, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the score. Let's talk about the score. Oh my goodness, I love 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 Jaws 2's score I play ballet for divers at least once a week just to (laughs) like chill myself out to go night nights you know yeah um but uh I prefer the score in part two I feel like there's more strings uh and I kind of did I kind of dig on the score for part two more than the score for part one what do you guys think
1: I love the, when the score plays, when they're out going, like when all the kids are going sailing, it's just like this adventure. Um, and this movie is, it has like aspects of adventure to it. It is definitely an adventure movie as well. Um, and so like when they, when they're all on the sailboats and they're just playing this score, it's like, yeah, this is, this is fun. You know, this is going to be a good time. They're out to sail to the, the lighthouse, you know, in the, the island, they're going to have a good day. And I, I like that. I like the the changing tone that the score can have. Um, it, it can kind of, you know, adjust the tone a little bit in, in this movie. And, um, that's sort of my, my favorite part of the score is when it's doing, it's doing kind of the adventure stuff. Hmm.
0: I like that. Yeah. Tim?
2: Like it's, it's John Williams and he's the goat. Um, of course. But just, you know, it, this isn't an, another one of those things that like, he just got it in this movie, just like the movie got it. They got what they were supposed to be. He understood that as well. He understood that there's kids involved. So let's make the score a little bit more playful, a little bit more fun. Um, it's not as serious as the first one because the movie's not as serious. And he just takes that and he runs with it, and he made something that was so much fun, but completely true to the original as well. He just evolved it for what the script was, and I love it. I mean, I agree. It's it's um, it, it's a way more, it's a way deeper score than than number one for sure.
0: Mm. I like that. Yeah, that's very true. Especially ballet for divers plays when uh the, the the guys are diving off of the fancy boat uh to go down and I guess they're diving for lobsters, or maybe that's a joke, but they're diving for lobsters and they go down there and they're looking and whatever, and it is such a beautiful piece of music. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just like kind of looking around and you see all the vegetation and everything, and then all of a sudden it's like and then that poor guy with the mustache has to has 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 to somehow get up to the surface yeah um and get an embolism in his brain which is horrible that was that
2: was another thing that was always very uncomfortable for me i would have rather him just get eaten instead of this like yeah. Weird scene where he's got like the he, air bubbles in his brain. And I, as a kid, I kind of don't know what that means, but it, he's got blood coming out of his nose. Oh, his
0: nose. His, he's his bleeding from is, his nose. Yeah.
2: Brain exploded. You're like, What's that dude That
0: is, dude is going to die.
2: <laughs> he, probably, he probably is going to die. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. With all the things, with all the like horror that does go on in this movie and all the kills, that is the thing that scared me the most as a kid, because the the thing that I was most scared of as a kid was just blood. And so just like seeing his <laughs> nose bleed, I was like, what? What happened? Like your nose can just bleed if you go swimming. Like, I, What's you know, wrong? That's, yeah, I would have definitely rather had him be eaten by a shark because that stuff wasn't scaring me. Like even like blood in the water wasn't scaring me. But just when I saw someone bleeding, I was super scared. So that was the scariest moment when I was a kid.
0: The, uh, the corpse reveal always got me. The yeah. the charred oh, corpse reveal also on the beach yeah. where yeah. he's just like uncovering the piece of wood and then the body just out of the water. Okay. It always scared me so much.
1: Yeah.
2: Same. That's another one that when I watch it now, I'm like, I feel like when I was a kid, this was like a five minute scene. Like he's waiting <laughs> out in the water for five minutes because it's so yeah. terrifying. And
0: it's That's, it's a very short scene.
2: It's so fast. It's so fast. Yeah. That's one. I do remember I would turn away for like, it was too yeah. scary for me and I couldn't watch. Yeah. Um, one thing that they do in that scene, which is unique to that scene is that it might be the only um, scene that I can remember where they tease you with the Jaws theme, but Jaws doesn't show up. So oh, yeah. whenever they tease you with the music, you know, Jaws is coming, right. but this one, they tease you with the music just to bring up that intensity but Jaws doesn't show up, but they do give you yeah. a jump scare in another way. But it's kind of like they kind of cheated with that one, you know, because you're expecting Jaws to come because of the music cue.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, I will tell you this: there is another scene in this movie that makes me, and it still does; it still makes me just cringe because it's so uncomfortable. Is the windsurfer?
2: Yeah. Yes. I knew you're going to say that. Is yeah. when the yeah. guy,
0: like, they dip his body yeah. into the water,
1: and I'm like, yeah. bro, I can't even. <laughs>
2: It's so I'm good. There,
1: I'm like, why would anybody do this? Why what? would you <laughs> ever want to <laughs> do this anyway? So <laughs> you're like, up high and then you're dipped into the water. Those are dipping, two of the worst things, right?
0: Dipping his head back into the water and you're yeah, just like, no, yeah. my God. No. Like,
1: nope.
2: <laughs> it was great. Great tension. Oh, my yeah. goodness. So good.
1: Yeah, yeah, and then to have sort of nothing happen there, yeah, and then go to the water skiing and have something happen, like something big happen. Uh, again, I just think it's it's a good setup. It's a good setup to have you know not the 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 parasailer not getting getting eaten, um, but then the water skier does.
0: Oh my yeah. god! Right? Yeah. Oh, just figure that out, right? Yeah. It's just two two water activities yeah. it's, that's yeah. happening, right? Oh my god. Um, I I like the sort of um inclusion of Sean and Brody's relationship you know because in the first one it's kind of obvious that Sean and Brody are close like very close because you have the moment where you know he's imitating him at the at the dinner table right. but in part 2 when Brody goes all ape shit on the beach um and he's sitting there trying to pick up his bullets it's Sean that comes down and sits beside him and hands him the shells.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's a great it's a great moment. Great moment. Really really that,
0: really great moment.
1: That's when everyone is yelling at him. That's when everyone is like no one's understanding, right? No one everyone is just like what are you doing? You're so dumb. Instead, I mean, it is dumb, but like <laughs> maybe one person could be like honest mistake. We realize that you had 4 right. years ago you had some trauma with a shark. Honest it's... mistake. It's but just no bluefish. So yeah, it's just bluefish. <laughs> it's man. just bluefish, man. Like, <laughs> Come on, man. It's just bluefish is fine. Um, how the yeah, hell did they know people... that? You know. Yeah. How did they know exactly? I wouldn't
0: they... know. I would. I'd have been like, I don't know. There's some giant shadow thing, you know, edging sure. its way, and I'm 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 up here in a bird watching tower with a parrot, you know. Yeah.
1: Give also... yeah, that
2: guy a job. Put him up in the tower if you're so. Gay. <laughs> yeah,
1: he's like a uh, bluefish. I know that. bluefish. Yeah. Bluefish, right bluefish. there. It's, it's a school. Fine, don't bluefish. shoot them. Right. Um. Yeah. I. But I love Sean coming and helping him pick up the bullets. It's sort of what snaps Brody out of it too. You know, he's he's just uh. He, you know, he's he's just had this frantic uh, thing happen, and then he has to. Okay, I got to clean up my bullets, my casings, and then his little. You know, his little son comes over to help him, and I think he's just like, okay, yeah, he just kind of realizes he's back in you know reality, and he was kind of. Just uh, in, in his own there.
0: Yeah, I really believe that. You know, Roy Scheider, who, like I said, didn't want to do this movie, you mm. know, really was adamant about not wanting to do this movie. Um, But apparently he was supposed to do Deer Hunter and mm. dicked out on it. And under his contract, they were like, all right, well, we're not going to sue you. For breach of contract on deer hunter but you have to do jaws 2 interesting and so he was like "Uh, all right you know so i know sucks and you know unfortunately roy scheider no longer with us you know
1: Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's so surprising hearing all that that he still put in such a great performance you know he didn't want to do a sequel and it sounds like they made him do this one because he wasn't in a different movie He's still he could just phone it in, but he doesn't. I mean, he's maybe he is phoning it in and he's just great even when he phones it in. Exactly. In like this,
0: this is this is Roy Scheider phoning it in. Right. Yeah, you know, which is maybe. still better than Harry Styles. <laughs> just saying.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he's just so iconic as Chief Brody. He's just one of those characters. Like when I look at him, that's who he is, Is Chief Brody. It's just he, he did such he, he was that character. I can't imagine anybody else playing the role of Chief Brody in these movies.
0: No, and I think the the last thing I wanted to add is I like all of the hero moments in this. Like, I like that when Mike falls into the water and hits his head, you know, it's Timmy, the most timid character up to this point, um, that rescues him and makes sure that he gets back to shore. You know, so... It's like you've got that. You've got Hendrix having to step up and be chief of police, Mm
1: -hmm. you
0: know, Uh, whereas he was, you know, vomiting on a beach in part one.
1: Yeah. You know,
0: (laughs) and now all of a sudden it's like, I am now the chief of police, you know. Um, Of course, kind of gets steamrolled because, you know, Brody's like, I'm taking this boat. And he's like, all right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, they can't fire both of us. Can't
0: fire both of us. Okay. Um. And then Andy yep. stepping up, you know, with Sean. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I feel like uh, everybody everybody gets good moments.
2: That's true. Yeah. I, I like how they set up the ending as well. Because um, in Jaws 1, they give you the little, like, teaser about the uh, oxygen tanks, right? They say, right. you know, careful with that. That could explode. So that's what Brody picks up on that. and uses it to uh, destroy the shark. In this one, they drop nuggets along the way about what exactly the ending's going to be so that when the ending happens, it makes sense to us. So when he's talking to that scientist, she tells him sharks are attracted to like a a pounding in the water, like a frantic behavior in the water or, or loud noises. So Brody uses that at the end to attract the shark. Then they're like trolling for the body. The deputy's trolling for the body. They pull up the electrical wire. So we know that the electrical wire is there. So that also makes sense as well for the ending. Um, and then Brody just kind of puts those two things together uh, and he's over his fear and he's able to use those to kind of defeat the shark. So um, I like that they drop those in for us, uh, drop them in for us so that at the end, everything was just kind of like fit together uh, in a neat little package.
1: Yeah. And, and I love that it wasn't Brody who first pulled up the line. You know, I love that it was, you know, Hendricks who was the one who first pulled up the line. Yeah. Um. And then was, oh yeah, like that's not, let, let's drop that and get out of here. That's just the electrical line. So yeah, it's in our minds. We know about it. We know it's something that can happen when you're, when you have that, uh, when you're trolling the ground or you have those, the, that that winch, you know, going, those hooks going along the bottom. That can happen. It can pull up the line. Um. So then it happens again. And Brody just kind of putting everything together thinks of what to do with it. Uh, I just really like that it wasn't him who pulled it up first, that uh, he just mm-hmm. kind of had the idea when it happened again.
0: Fantastic. Yeah, there's a there's a symmetry to it, you know, Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. it makes it it's a good setup. Yeah,
0: it is a good setup. All right. Shameless plug time. Let's plug everyone's <laughs> podcast. Uh, Dean, you go first
1: okay i'll go first um i'll I'll let tim handle uh i'll let tim handle talking back but i uh i also have a a horror podcast with my buddy alex called return revenge resurrection um we walk through horror franchises uh we have not done uh jaws but someday in the future we will definitely definitely tackle jaws uh yeah we just go one one movie at a time through horror franchises and uh episodes come out on thursday
0: Fantastic, and I was actually featured on the Halloween, um, The Curse of Curse. Michael You Michael. were on
1: Curse of Michael Myers, the most uh, steamy, wet, pipey <laughs> Halloween movie. So <laughs> steamy. So much, steam so much steam in that movie. So many oh. pipes, so much concrete. Um, it's a vibe. It's a great episode. Awesome. Tim.
2: Yeah, check out uh, Dean and myself every Monday on Talking Back. We review movies, comics, video games, and more. Uh, Lots of retro content. We've covered a lot of different movie franchises. That's been a lot of fun. Last year, we did all the Star Wars movies. uh, But we've got all sorts of content over there. So uh, check it out.
0: Yes, and I can vouch for that. As a podcaster, I only listen to like five podcasts. Now, as before... I used to listen to so many different podcasts and now as a podcaster, I'm like, bro, like you need (laughs) to make a decision. Pick your five. These are your five that you listen to (laughs) because your brain cannot handle any more podcasts. But I will say that um, that both Dean and Tim's podcast, uh, i.e. Talking Back in general and also Return Revenge Resurrection, uh, are, are podcasts that I definitely live for definitely love to listen to. They are engaging. They are funny. And I think the biggest thing about the two of you is that you're very endearing. Like I can listen to you talk about any subject and I can sense the giddiness. I can sense the, you know, the the emotional connection that you have to the subjects that you choose. And that's a big deal because I assure you, not everyone has that emotional connection to their uh subject really. Uh and I listen to a lot of stuff, you know. Um and you guys really just uh just make it make it fun but also just make it like nice, I would say.
1: Thank
2: you. Well, thank you so, much. so much. That's very very kind of you to say. Uh we appreciate all the support you've you've showed both of us on our yeah. podcast. And we love your podcast as well. We're oh, uh, sure. I'm we're both very excited to be on. This was um you know, a bit of time you know, we're, we've been trying to plan this for a little while, so it's uh, it's exciting to finally come on. So, thanks for having us.
0: Absolutely, it has been an absolute pleasure having both of you on the show. Uh, where can people find you on social media if they would like to follow you?
1: Uh, for me, it's uh, the the most active I am on social media is on Instagram um, with Return Revenge Resurrection. That's uh, that's the tag on Instagram. That's where I'm usually responding, you can, uh, you can follow, follow me there. And, um, yeah, you can uh, message me there if you want
2: to. Yeah. And then, uh, we're at, uh, at talkback pod, uh, you can find us kind of anywhere, but yeah, Instagram is probably your best, your best bet. That's where we post the most stuff and yeah, drop us a line. We love, um, you know, hearing feedback from listeners and we love engaging with you. So if you have any questions or comments, just, uh, yeah, hit us up there.
0: And they are very fan-centric. That's one of the things I love about these guys is that they are good to their fans and they will respond to your messages. So, And, of course, you can find Manic Movie Monday podcast on Instagram pretty exclusively. We do have a Facebook page, but let's face it, I'm never on it. <laughs> like,
1: yeah. I have, I Nobody, have a, Nobody's, nobody's I
0: do. on Facebook. <laughs> I have a show page that I occasionally look at, but really, yeah. you know, the the action... The action is on uh, is on Instagram. So Heck yeah. All right, my fans stay manic.